When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 575 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm Kyle Brackey. I'll be your host today. David Bray is kind enough to join us in studio. And in Singapore, as he gets ready for uh, the Apprentice Asia, I think it's called, uh, one FC edition, right? Absolutely. Ben Askren. Yeah. I'm, uh, what's up, guys? I'm over here in Singapore. Uh, if I'm low energy, it's because my sleep patterns are way off. Um, I like that you still have Not Stupid on my uh, intro. I appreciate that. And, uh, you know, I'm excited. I was just looking. I told you guys I'm in my room for like uh, 48-ish hours. I'm so excited for UWW Juniors. I, I just looked at the entry list. Dude, those weight classes, especially like 57 through 74, they got really, really deep. I mean, there are so many good matches in there. Yeah, it was a, a late-arriving crowd, um, but when it got hot, it got really hot. I think it was, what, Tuesday? They really started pouring in. Yeah. Yeah, it was like I was updating mm-hmm. the list, and, and it would be, you know, I would wait a couple hours, and then come back and look, and it's like 150 more people are entered, 200 more people are entered. So You were yeah. busy updating that list. You said you were going to be doing it forever. I said I was going to be doing it for the rest of my <laughs> yeah. life, but, uh, you know, finally they stopped. <laughs> What's the biggest weight class, Bray? Uh, biggest one? I, I didn't even look at total numbers, but I can look at that really quickly. I'm, I'm thinking it's it's in juniors. Um, I know that, that yeah. uh, UWW juniors – had 482 entries across the 10 weights so and there's only 10 weights and the, and the upper ones are really small so that means the bottom one's got to be huge yeah i'm gonna do a little quick uh quick count here and i, I can let um you know. yeah 57 is like there's just so many good guys at that weight class that one's gonna be outstanding i can't remember who seeds this did they seed it there's usually um a, a seating committee from USA wrestling people and um some just higher level coaches and stuff that kind of get together and and will seat it out. It's not there's no like set criteria or anything usually. It's just kind of sure looking at all the names and just kind of putting them in an order. When do those come out? I I don't know if they will before the tournament. A lot of times like they all weigh in, then they kind of do the seating. Like I know, like Akron, what they used to do, U twenty threes. It was just kind of yeah, like yeah. weigh in as weigh ins were going on. That a lot mm-hmm. of times they'd be doing the seating there, and then you found out what people were seating when the brackets came out. Yeah, I mean, look, look at that fifty seven: Glory, Yabara, Teske, Ragason, Serrano, uh, Barnett, Colin Shriver, Reese Whitcraft, Matt Ramos. I mean, it just, and then as you scroll down, you're just like, oh, shoot, he's in the bracket. Oh, he's in the bracket. I mean, it's just like so deep. Yeah, there's a lot of names there. Um, it's going to be a, man, you have an awesome weekend in wrestling. Like, we've talked about all day. Uh, it actually starts tomorrow. Um, so if you're at work, uh, you have Greco and, and women's freestyle getting started at U23 and juniors. And then all day Saturday, and then you have the nightcap 
uh, with the Burrows and Zahid card, and then you got more on Sunday too. Yeah, that that fifty-seven kilo all bracket. Weekend. That's right. It's That's nice it. to have it back, huh? Fifty-seven kilos has so nice. eighty-nine guys in the bracket. Jeez, eighty-nine. <laughs> yeah, come 61 on. Is, yeah, sixty-one and sixty-five are about seventy. Seventy guys. Wow. Yeah, it's gonna be gonna be a big, uh, big, big tournament. A lot of matches. It's gonna be awesome. Nice. So the the I'm guessing the U23s are quite a bit smaller. I mean, it's just what it feels like from looking at them. But you know, again, I don't know why it feels like, but that 57 in the U20 U23s looks like incredibly deep. Let me just uh, Jack Mueller, Brandon Corton, Devin Schrader, Raymond Foley, Patrick McKee, Danny Vega, and it just keeps going on and on. Uh, Paul Biaki, Jack Medley, so many good guys there. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah I'm I'm really curious in that bracket to see. Um, Iowa State has a guy, Ramazan Atasav, who's uh, I think he's mm-hmm. is he from Dagestan? He's I know he's Russian, but I, I'm not 100 percent sure what part of the country. But I, I thought yeah. he was Uzbek. Are, oh, is he really? I, but I'm, I'm not sure on that. That's what I, that's what someone told me, but I don't remember. I don't know if that's true or false. I'm not sure. His hometown on the Iowa State roster is listed as Nalchik, Russia. Okay. Okay. He's Russian. Uh, but I'm, yeah, his I'm folk incorrect. style results are are mixed. But he obviously, you know, getting used to that style. So I I think he could uh, he could be a guy that people are talking about next week for sure. Yeah, uh, man, I almost feel like we should make some predictions, but it probably would take too long, huh? For these, we can if you want to. I with we... uh, some of the more loaded away classes, uh, or if we had seeds. I mean, I always get annoyed when you don't have seeds because then it's hard to make like. Right. Good predictions on who you're going to see in the finals, for example, because they could be on the same side. If you if that would make it so much nicer for this weekend. I agree. Um, oh yeah, uh, Brecky, I forgot to tell our audience. I I currently have 38 percent battery and I'm quarantined. <laughs> I literally I I cannot leave my room, guys. I think I'd be arrested by the Singaporean government. Um, <laughs> so I'm working on getting a a power adapter here. Um, but I'm not getting any response on my Twitter, so oh, you'll have me for a while. But wait, maybe did you not just forever. did you just tweet somebody and ask for this? No, I texted. I texted. Oh, you said Twitter, so I thought you were. Uh... Oh, oh <laughs> uh, I said yeah. Twitter. Oh, idiot. Yeah. So Ben doesn't have the power adapter that he needs. Uh, as we mentioned, he's over there for uh, the Apprentice Asia. I, I actually kind of wanted to bring up some of the. I didn't realize you were going to be on there. With like GSP and Demetrius Johnson and stuff, I, I just saw that this morning. Yeah. Renzo Gracie. Uh, I think, but I think GSP was here last week. Oh, okay. So you're not there at like the I same think time. I, saw that. Uh, I don't think he's still here. I don't know that for sure. Uh, I know I saw pictures of him last week, so I'm gonna guess he's gone. Uh, DJ, I'm not sure. I think Henzo and uh, George St. Pierre were here at the same time. I don't know if they were on the episode together or what the deal was. Gotcha. What about yeah. Sage Northcutt? What do you think about that guy? Uh, you know, he's super nice. Uh, <laughs> Tyron brought him in. Tyron brought him as a training partner for Stephen Wonderboy Thompson a couple of times when he was up in Milwaukee um, because Sage obviously has a really strong karate background. And he was he was in person what he is on TV, just like nice, <laughs> young kid, so sweet. He kept calling my wife Miss Ask whenever they would come over and, <laughs> and she would get pissed because she thought it made her sound old. oh man uh yeah i'm excited to hear uh your stories when you come back uh but hopefully you can get that adapter uh before we gotta go 
Um, I don't. Do you want to make some predictions about maybe or maybe who you think will come out? I know it's tough with no seeds, but maybe like a few of the more yeah. loaded weight classes, like that fifty-seven. Um, uh, yeah, let's it, do let's do fifty-seven, sixty-one, sixty-five. Maybe those would be the, probably the three okay. deepest ones at the U twenties. Um, I mean, you know, the the for me the most interesting thing for some of these is like you know you got Jesse Mendez and see how some of these younger guys do. Yep. Um. But then some of the other guys, like say like a uh, uh, Dylan Shaver, Angelo Rinney, who were really good in mm-hmm. in high school, but or say Noah Certain, but you kind of have forgotten about them a little bit because they were redshirting and you know maybe they weren't as active or whatever. Yep. I'm always curious to see how how those guys do. But if I had to pick, if I had to pick somebody in this bracket, um. It's really hard to pick against Patrick Glory, number one. And then the other guy, obviously, just because of his standout performance uh, very recently, is Dylan Ragason. Those those would be the two that I'm like, I think they're the favorites. Yeah, I totally agree with you there. I, I, th- I think I would, I would lean Glory, but as we saw with Ragason, I mean, he was beating established senior-level dudes. Um, but, yeah, I would lean Glory. Bray? Yeah, I think, I think Glory um... – he just man, he's it's hard to believe that he's still junior eligible because he's had so much Seriously. success at the NCAA level. But you know those those uh, he's already had two NCAA seasons, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, but he went right away. Oh, I mean, you know those Ivy League guys, they they often yeah. go right away. So, uh, so yeah, he I mean he's just so like he's so seasoned by by those two NCAA seasons that uh, I I think Glory just has a has a big edge. Um, I. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm picking Glory to win this thing, too. I agree with you guys. But I don't know, though. Ragason. Yeah. He looked outstanding, huh? And what about like, a Reese Whitcraft, who is obviously, you know, he had a pretty solid year last year, but he was at 133, uh, which maybe is not as an ideal of a weight <laughs> for him. Like, do you think someone like him, he can compete? I think he can because he has a lot of upper body stuff, too. Um, mm-hmm. but he has a potential to go feet to back and, and pick up a four or even a fall. I, I would, I'm actually excited to watch him because he's, he's a lot of fun to watch. I think Jesse Mendez too is going to beat some college dudes. Um, you think so? Like some good college dudes or just some like, I, I mean, I don't think, I don't, I'm not going to predict him to beat Pat glory, but, uh, it, it wouldn't surprise me. If, wouldn't, if, that, wouldn't that be something? Yeah, that would be something. But it wouldn't surprise me if he goes out and, and beats one of the uh, maybe red shirts, you know, you were talking about, or um, yeah. maybe like a a Brody Teske or an Eric Barnett uh, type guy. Like, I just, I'm really high on him and, and think that he wow. will be ready to go right away. But he's only a junior, correct? He's yeah, not a no, yeah, he's only he's only a junior. Yeah, that's the thing is he's got even he got two more years of full high school seasons before he can even get on campus. He's going to be pretty big yeah, for this way uh, too, right? I mean, normally he doesn't cut much. Should, He's, you know, but he'll be big here, right? Yeah, he will. Um, well, he wrestled one. He wrestled one thirty-eight. Who's number one? And that was how many? How much? How many pounds did you guys give him? That was no, scratch. scratch. Yeah, that was scratch. Oh, that was scratch. Oh, yeah. I thought you guys. You guys are dicks. Why would you make him make scratch? <laughs> <laughs> You're fighting for the number one spot in the country. Gotta make the weight. <laughs> Man, that's that's mean. I can't believe you guys. I thought you guys gave him like plus five or something. No, I can't believe you guys. 
You guys are terrible people. The only one that was uh, kind of different we talked about was the Ayala Figueroa match, and they both agreed to that, you know, way ahead of the match. That one was, they waited yeah. at one twenty-five. Um, mm. Yeah, everyone, everyone else was scratch. Um, okay. All right, so we lean glory there, and then you want to do sixty-one as well. Uh, yeah, I think the next two would be fun. Okay. Um, Oh, yeah, so 61 is another like Sammy Alvarez. If this is a folk style tournament, that's probably who I'm picking. But we know he's he's not super seasoned in freestyle. Um, I know Ridge Love had a ton of success age level, so I'm very curious to see how he does. Um, and he's probably the guy that I would lean towards picking. I'm trying to scroll through to make sure I'm not forgetting about anyone. I know you guys put a lot of the good guys at the top, but sometimes you get for forget someone really good down on the bottom. So, yeah, I'd probably lean towards Riz Lovett, but if it was folk style, I think I'm leaning Sammy Alvarez. So I'm curious to see the transition he makes into freestyle wrestling. What do you think, Bray? I think I think Lovett. I think a guy that can potentially push him. Um, Job Greenwood uh, is a Wyoming kid. He, he spent a year at that uh, elite athlete program at the Olympic Training Center um, and it had a lot of freestyle focus there. So he's another guy that I think this being freestyle – Potentially gives him an advantage. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see him punch through to the finals, depending on what side he's on. But uh, like I could see him beating a guy like Alvarez, but I don't I don't know that I see him beating Lovett. Like you said, he's just he's freestyle and Greco were like where he made he's his, so his money there. in high school, right? Yeah. So um I think Lovett probably is the 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 pick here. That's kind of why we didn't expect him to maybe have the folk style success he did is because most of his uh high school success came in freestyle and greco uh if you're looking for i agree with you guys though if you're looking for a young guy uh i would watch out for ryan jack um nc state he had an amazing match mm-hmm. with jesse mendez at who's number one two years ago in freestyle that was just an awesome way to start the night um watch out for him uh yeah i think it's a really fun weight another Man. big weight and then 65 65 is crazy i mean it's insane it, you could list off names forever but cody chittam josh saunders voinovich anthony ferrari legend lamer joseph zargo um nathan pulliam just signed with missouri uh mick burnett you Doug Zapp, got, julian klebo jesse vasquez like i can just keep going down the line here you guys got the guy who might be my favorite i'm not saying i'm picking him yet but i'm considering um he he was Bry- Bryce and Dylan. He's way down on your list. And then another good guy is Josh Edmond, who was uh, he mm-hmm. plays very high at Fargo. Yeah, uh, and he's he's down your list a little bit also. Um, man, Blame Bray when for I that. look at this list, that was my fault. Uh, Bray, it's Bray's fault. I think I'm going <laughs> to go Josh Saunders or or, or Bryce Andonian. Is who I'm going to go in the finals. Uh, let's go. I'll go Josh Saunders to win. Bryce Andonian to take second. Dang. What you got? What do you think? I I, li- I like Saunders to win here too. He just, I mean, he's he's already having senior level success, right? I mean, he's already got that yeah. that freestyle prowess. Um, he he definitely stands out to me. I think I think uh, I could see Voinovich coming through on the other side, depending on where they are in the bracket. But Voinovich is just he's super solid. Um, had had really good results, and he's another guy like Jesse Mendez. We talked about fifty seven. I think he's going to be really big for this weight, um, and that could be to his advantage. So I kind of like Voinovich here. Uh, and Saunders potentially in the finals. I I did forget Antonio was in this weight too. Um, he's a guy. He's a guy that won Fargo, 
And uh, I Who remember. Did you say? Andonian. I said I said Andonian. Oh, Andonian. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, like I was saying, like you, I forgot he was in this weight because he is kind of farther down on the list. But I remember when he won Fargo. I forget who he was wrestling. Someone threw the challenge brick. The kid he was wrestling his yes, corner awesome. through the, through the challenge brick, and he just kind of kicked it back because uh, it was like it was like a very yellow brick. Um, that was awesome, and he had a really great uh, freshman <laughs> year. I know Virginia Tech loves him. Uh, but Saunders, like you got, I mean, the, the guy took eighth at senior nationals as a senior in high school, and, and beat a couple yeah. senior level dudes. I, I think I got a roll with Saunders. Dom, D- Dom Demas. He beat Dom Demas. He beat Joey Laser, and his losses were to um. I think he, lost, he busted twice? Bryce Meredith twice. Yeah. yeah, and then Evan Henderson yeah. to knock him down into the seventh and eighth place match. So he's losing these guys that are out of college before he's out of high school. Yes. I, th- I think one like wild card guy I'm really curious about, uh, Benji Peak. He's a Greco guy, and he's been wrestling senior level Greco for a couple years now. And he he entered in freestyle and Greco. Why not? And uh, I I think he's gonna give guys a feel they're not used to, and you know he'll be he'll be used to the hand fight and the the edge stuff. So he's a guy that I I'm not gonna pick to win, but a guy that will be a lot of fun to watch, especially in the early rounds because he's probably gonna just won senior people. nationals, didn't he? He just won senior nationals. Yeah. Uh, they, it was, you know, in the finals he wrestled Calvin Germanaro, who I think is maybe also junior eligible, so another young guy. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, he just won senior nationals in Greco, and he, so he's a guy that, that like, dude, he's going to be a highlight machine, I think, early on in this tournament. So, uh, yeah, keep a, set an arena alert for that guy if you like watching people get thrown. Yeah, he, he was a lot of fun to watch and was having a lot of fun at senior nationals. Uh, ben, what, I thought Keegan was going to go uh, 74. Yeah, he what happened? 70. Uh, that was... That was the rumor I heard. I guess I'm wrong. I, you know, I don't pry too much. I was talking. He was asking about buying some Bitcoin yesterday. Um, <laughs> we didn't talk too much about wrestling, though. He was hitting you up about buying Bitcoin. Him out. Yeah. <laughs> so well, I made I made a few of these guys. That, uh, I think so. Yeah, I made a few of these guys a deal that worked at my house on the disc golf course this summer. The deal I made them was I'd pay them in Bitcoin, <laughs> and. If the value of the Bitcoin was worth less than what I was supposed to pay them on September 1st, then I would make up the difference. And if they made money on the investment, then they got to keep whatever they made. Okay. Yeah. They all made money. They're all pumped. It was so funny because they, they get jacked and they made like you know, 25 extra dollars because their Bitcoin went up or whatever. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, man. So, you're just making hey, a bunch of Bitcoin disciples. Bracky, you need to buy some Bitcoin before it's too late. All right, you're you're starting to talk me into it, just so and just so there's, you'll there's stop no, telling me to buy it too. <laughs> well, once you get some, then you always need to get more. You always want to get more. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you want do you want to talk about anything else? With seventy, I mean, I think I think Keegan seventy is not clear very favorite. deep. Se- <clears throat> yeah, um, seventy four is got some pretty solid guys. Um, but not none of them are as deep as those those first couple weight classes. Okay, those first few weight classes seem to be quite a bit better. Agreed. Um, you wanna wanna move on then? Well, I think that way that transitions. Kyle Valencia, Kyle Valencia, yeah, made yeah. it to Arizona State. As did Richie Figueroa, which you guys were all very very skeptical that that was actually going to come to fruition, um, and it did. 
Yeah, it was. Uh, yes, yesterday was National Signing Day. We kind of mentioned it on FRL, um, but it's the first time the class of 2021 can make it official and sign their national letter of intent, which is like agreeing to their scholarship amount and all that stuff. They send it into the school, and then the school can officially announce them. The coaches can finally talk about them and all that good stuff. And mm-hmm. with Richie, he committed. I looked it up on like FRL, like 300 some. Um, almost, <laughs> almost literally two years to the day. It was November 13th, 2018 that, that he committed and he was a freshman at the time or November. Wow. What no, whatever. Sophomore. Yeah. Sophomore, right? sophomore, yeah. sophomore, sophomore, yeah. Sophomore. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, and so he committed there and I mean, we've had him listed as a Arizona state commit this entire time. And then Tyler has a graphic here. He tweets this graphic out. And so I even like put it in our group chat. I was like, did Richie just recommit, which he has already done once? Because um, he never decommitted. And then I was like, I wonder if this means he signed. And then like an hour later, Arizona put out, Arizona State put out that he officially signed. And yeah, it's huge. Um, he, I mean, someone asked me, were, were other schools legitimately in this? And yes, yes, they were. He took like visits to like three other schools after he committed to Arizona State yeah. and wanted to take his last two, which one of them would have been to Penn State, um, after the dead period ended. And I wonder if the dead period played a significant role in this. Seriously, I mean, that that's something to consider. Who knows? You know, Kale gets in there. Kale puts a little bit of the Kale magic on him. That's right. And uh, puts, him under the, puts him under the spell, and all of a sudden he's committed. But Kale didn't get to get any Kale magic on him, so uh, he stayed with Arizona State. Bray, I know you guys had Mark Perry on yesterday. Do you, you think he impacted this decision? I, I think it had to, right? I mean, I think when Arizona State had a big change in their coaching staff in the offseason, I mean, that's always a, a sign that, like, things could be either <laughs> – I mean, things are going to go one way or the other, right? Like, that means either things are were falling apart with the old staff or people are going to be really excited about this new – this new collection of coaches and the new direction that's that's happening in the program. And I think it definitely made a difference. And, and if you're looking for one team that like one signing day, it was hundred percent Arizona state, right? I mean, they got really, I, they, I mean, not, not in terms of, not Where? in terms of like, they have the best recruiting class in the country, but for what happened on that day, yesterday yeah. signing day. Oh, yeah, definitely. Arizona state. Okay. Richie was up in the okay. air and he's, you know, uh, and to get that locked in, like now, if Richie wanted out, he's got to he's got to ask permission from the school. Um, I know Sammy Alvarez did. He signed with NC State and then got out like last minute. But it's not Sammy Alvarez did. Yeah, it's it's not. I remember that? Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's not an easy pro. I don't think he ever stepped foot on campus. That's that's probably why I've been. Um, but okay. it's not an it's not an easy process to go through. So to have him locked in and signed is massive. And then, like you said, two hours later to get a commitment from Kyle Valencia. Um, those are two top five guys in the class of 2021. Uh, everything mm-hmm. else kind of went expected. There were a few other guys we'll talk about in a minute that hadn't committed and then just signed yeah. um, with schools. So, yeah, it was a massive day for Arizona State. When Yeah, and, and talking about specifically Mark Perry's role, because he was on the Bader show yesterday, He he I, he's in a role right now that that is, I think, somewhat unique in that he's in that volunteer assistant role. And then he's also heavily involved in the RTC and he's a guy that's on the mat. It sounds like, you know, all day, every day, three different wrestling rooms. He's in the Arizona state room. And then he said he, he goes over and trains with the, uh, athletes at thoroughbred. And ha- I think some of the RTC athletes train there as well. And that's, uh, for people who don't know, that's Is that um, legal. 
Yeah, yeah. It's I I don't I don't know. He said it. He said he sure? does it. So it I doubt be... he would talk about if it. If he does it. <laughs> well, if he's on, but if you're okay, let me think about this. If you're on staff at a university, which he is, and it's a dead period, you cannot be around prospective student athletes. How well, is I, that legal? I don't think he's in the room with the thoroughbred club kids. I think they use that room. Yeah. To train with some of the RTC athletes and stuff like that. So I don't think he's like training with, with the, th I think he goes at a different time of day uh, where, you know, this kid's, I don't know. I, I don't know, but it, but you know, he's getting it's a probably, foot in those it's probably, like, it's probably why those guys weren't allowed on campus for a while. They're, they're not getting tested. The senior level guys oh. probably aren't getting tested to the standards uh, mm. that the university wants. So they're not going to let like oh, God, people okay. from outside the little bubble come into that bubble. And then, yeah, and then he's also, sense. I think, involved with uh, training some people at uh, at MMA gym there, where where Henry trains. And so, um, yeah, he's, I don't know, he's in a really unique role. And and at Iowa, he was he was just focused on that RTC, and so didn't have his foot in the college door like he does here. And so, um, I don't know, I think he I think he makes a big difference. And uh, you know, if he gets when he kind of gets focused on training one specific athlete usually the results are really positive yes <laughs> um going back to jesse delgado and and uh you know imr and and all that so imr imr yeah i think it's really i think it's a really good good sign for i think i think maybe these athletes see that um not just him but but frank as well and uh and the whole staff i think they see what's going on and and they're bought in and i don't know it'd be a really good sign yeah, so huge day for Arizona State yesterday. I know a lot of people when they see a sibling commit to a school that other other siblings have been to or are still at, like they might be like, whatever, like that was expected. But I think Kyle was absolutely yeah. entertaining other options, and it was not a foregone conclusion that he was just going to go to Arizona State. Um, so really big day for for the Sun Devils. A couple other kind of surprises, I guess you call them. Um, Number 37 on the big board, Brandon Hosselton, wasn't committed previously and signed with Campbell. Um, so that's a really good upper nice. weight for, for Campbell. And then uh, number 38, Jake Evans from Elyria, Ohio. Again, wasn't previously committed, then signed with uh, Indiana. That's an, an Ironman finalist. Mm -hmm. um, that's a really good – Indiana, really small class, taking two guys, but they're both um, top 100 guys, and Henry Porter with, with Gilroy as well so nice nice little class for indiana there and then um how do you how do you pronounce the name i don't want to get it wrong bray oh can short uh, yeah how do you say can. It? i think it's can can yeah can short number 79 uh he's a simile minnesota guy he previously wasn't committed and then committed to wyoming yesterday so big border for wyoming do they have a couple now yeah they do aiden noonan mm -hmm. uh kid out of iowa he's a 132 pounder <laughs> Um, so he's, he, yeah, he's also on the, on the big board. And then, uh, Bryce Dauphin's like just outside the, the top 100 too. So, so another really good mm -hmm. class for Mark Branch at Wyoming. He keeps doing really good things there. Mm -hmm. Anything else, uh, surprise you from what you saw on the first day of national sign day? These guys can now sign through like August. It's, um, football yeah. kind of has a little Ooh. open period in December and then it it's like for open for a week and then it closes and then open back back up in February but wrestling and most other sports are like once it open you can do it through like August now. Really? I thought wrestling was open and closed for a week and then you had to do it later. 
No, Did I they looked at the. That? It must have because I looked at the dates. Um, I was looking at the dates the day before it started. Um, yeah, and it Got was it. a pretty big, pretty big time frame. Yeah, those no, those were the big surprises to me, and and I mean, it's always it's always nice to see schools that you don't necessarily expect like pulling in these kids on the big board. So Indiana, right? I mean, they've they've been in that kind of rebuild mode for a while. Um, great pickup there. Campbell is is just now starting with a new coaching staff, and and I think they're mm-hmm. obviously already bringing. Yeah, you know, I mean, bringing in bringing in uh, Hoselton is a really good get there, and um, yeah. Wyoming had a had a big coaching change in the offseason as well as Ethan Kyle was kind of the second man there for the longest time. Now he's now he's coaching at Stillwater High School, and so mm-hmm. just you know you never know, how, you know exactly what the recruit. Wait, Ethan Kyle went back to Stillwater, Oklahoma. Yeah, he's he's at Stillwater High School. Um, wow. So Stillwater High School must have a big budget to hire college coaches like that. I think so. <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that, uh, yeah, that must be subsidized somehow. <laughs> oh, and you know, still are they care about wrestling, Ben? You know, John John W. They makes do. people care well, about wrestling, and they somehow get everyone's siblings to move there. I mean, if you think about over the course yeah. of the last what ten years, how many different siblings have moved to Stillwater High School? It's it's freaking insane. The Rogers, the Deeringers, the Ferraris now. Uh, Moran moved there. Yeah, yeah there's, there's been a whole bunch, so many. Is this, mean, so the Ferraris are in Stillwater. Yeah, yeah. Taking over Stillwater. <laughs> Taking over Stillwater. <laughs> uh, hey, did his beef with uh, Gable Stevenson continue? You know, I don't follow these guys on social yes, media. Yes, yes, it did actually oh, yesterday. Yeah. Um, it got. Oh, please inform me. Uh. T- it just kept going in our Instagram comments. Uh, I think we posted something because AJ entered. Uh, it's on Instagram, mm-hmm. bro. Oh, okay, Instagram. Um, because they got, they got it going on multiple platforms. Yeah, it's a it's a cross platform beef. Um, I think we posted something because AJ entered U twenty threes, and Gable said like something like, "I didn't know it was picture day for my son." <laughs> Or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then Ferrari said uh, something about how uh he would kick his butt on or off the mat um so ooh, <clears throat> did you did you see was uh, there a response <laughs> okay so gable said didn't know my son had picture day today happy first day of school kid sincerely your dad <laughs> and, <laughs> uh i Ferrari came back with like a paragraph long thing it's i don't know it's something <laughs> Did you, did you, uh, Ben, did you hear, I I think you guys maybe talked about it yesterday, but, um, Gable's been calling him AJ Ford focus. Did you hear about that? (laughs) Yes. That that is a good line. I like that line a lot. Tremendous. What, what percent is your computer at Ben? I got 17, but they said they were bringing me a a connector, but I haven't got it yet. Okay. Uh, well, I just want to, I want to get your thoughts. I know you were in the Facebook chat yesterday. I believe when you were in Qatar. A little bit. Um, I was in Doha. Okay. Yeah, that place. Uh, did you, what do you, <laughs> Tyler? Can we? Can we? Uh, let's just go ahead and run that Kyle Date clip again, because uh, I want to refresh. Oh, I know. I watched this. I, I watched this. This was good. Well, I, I want to go ahead Very and run it again, just so we we refresh our memories. It's such a juicy clip. People need to hear it again, and uh, then we'll get your thoughts okay. about it when uh, when he's done. Got it. 
I think JB gets him. I don't think JB would have taken the match if he didn't think he could win. I mean, I'd, I I feel like he, you know, will tiptoe around and he'll, you know, he's wrestled Zahid before uh, in practice and he thinks he can beat him. And, you know, we'll see. Zahid as a, as a in competition is a little bit different than uh, than in practice, just like everyone is, right? I'm not, I'm not blind to the idea that great competitors are great competitors and you know they always seem to find a little bit extra when when it's relative to practice so um you know it'll be it'll be a cool match but i think i think jordan's probably going to beat him do you think even though he insists that he's staying 74 that this is jordan testing the waters that he says um, I don't know. I mean, I, I actually, the weight cut's really hard on him. Yeah. Yeah, it's really hard on him. Um, and, you know, there's been some controversy there where he has maybe tipped the scales one way or another. But maybe. I mean, he can, he can test the waters up there. I don't know. I mean, he was called out David, I think. Um, and they were back and forth, and I think they were trying to get a match, but I don't know if it's happening. Um, David wants it to happen. I, I mean, just following him, and you know, he, he called me about wrestling and his event with uh, with Gabe. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. Maybe. What would that mean for you if he decide if in a, in a weird world he decides to either go seventy nine or sit there or eighty six? Whatever way he goes, I'll go. You're just gonna chase. Him. I'm gonna chase him. <laughs> This guy's one in seven right now. I feel like it's not even, that's not, that's not an accurate picture of, of where I'm at and where our, where our rivalry's at. Like, yeah, okay, one in seven. But the circumstances for me, obviously, I weren't perfect. And they're never going to be perfect. I'm not, I'm not saying that. Um, you know, we wrestled one match where you know, it was even. We both went through a tournament and ended 2-2. Two -two. And, you know, it's, that's not good enough for me. So, I'm gonna, hopefully he keeps wrestling. Hope he keeps wrestling. All right, Ben. Well, <laughs> there's a lot there. Lot so there. many things. There was a lot. Uh, what, what do you, I don't know. What do you think? What are your just initial thoughts after watching that? Well, I, I think he got the same inclination that I do, that Burroughs is considering a move up. Uh, then I found it totally fascinating to say, that he was going to chase him because he was one in seven. Um, I, I found that to be very interesting. So uh, those are probably the two most interesting tidbits uh, from it. Um, I was kind of confused in the beginning because he was saying he's got JB, but then he said he's different that he is in practice. So I don't know why he wouldn't that he was going to pick Jordan. That seemed kind of strange to me. Um, yeah, but overall, uh, very awesome piece. Uh, real quick, I know. Christian seemed to think that when you said JB was moving up to 86, did you were you saying that for Olympic trials or after Olympic trials? I was saying it for now. For right Olympic now. Trials. You think Olympic trials, well, he's moving up. Listen, if he beats it's a trial, if he beats the Heat and he beats David in November and then December, which the David match is probably not happening now. Right. So right. <clears throat> but if that were to happen, say he beats both those guys, um, yeah, I think there's a possibility. We've uh, alluded to how tough it was making the weight for him. Kyle Dake talked about how tough it was making the weight for him. Um, yeah, I think that's definitely something he was considering. If he doesn't get the David match, I don't know that he risks it. 
Um, but I think it's something that he was thinking about. Dang, I, I, I always took it as it would be after the Olympic trials. Mm. Well, afterwards, I think he would go 79. I mean, that would make a lot more sense. That's probably like an ideal weight class for him. Yeah. That, you know, the, the thing about Dake picking picking Burroughs and then saying like, he's different. I, I feel like Dake was saying he wanted to pick Burroughs just almost to like, and, and the way he explained it was to almost like minimize what the what a win there would mean, right? Like to say like something about mm. Burroughs, Burroughs wouldn't take the match if he didn't think he could win. Th- that seemed to me a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a, a jab at Burroughs. Like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, he'll win because he should win because, um, you know, and I know that he, you know, will feel different than he felt when Burroughs felt him in practice. But I think, I think Dig saying Burroughs only took this match because he felt something in practice that, that indicates he's going to be the guy. That's, mm. gonna win. Uh, that's, that's how I took it. I Interesting. Know. Yeah. It, I mean, yeah. obviously it bothers Dig that he loses these spots to, to Jordan Burroughs, but it, it clearly really bothers him that he has a losing record to Jordan. Uh, yes, he probably <laughs> has because he probably has doesn't have a losing record to anybody else. Uh, so, it, but it, it clearly really bothers and sticks with him. Um, I don't know that that's interesting. Yeah, I wonder. Uh, I wonder. Yeah, I mean, Dake, he's so good at he's or he's so willing to engage in like the kind of the trash talk, the the that kind of stuff, but. The way he speaks, it like it feels like so much of the way he thinks about his legacy is oriented towards Burroughs. And and I don't know if that's because he's, you know, really good at maybe trying to sell that future match, or if he really does like think about his career as as one oriented toward Burroughs and, and is he really gonna like no matter what way Burroughs goes, he's following him, he's gonna chase him. Is is it that important to Dake? I mean, it sounds like it is. Is that a good thing? Yeah. I don't, think, I don't, I don't know. know. We, we talked about that yesterday. I yeah. don't think it's a good thing. <laughs> Definitely not a good thing for America's team. It's not I mean, a good thing for America's team. It, and I mean, it's proven to not be a good thing for Kyle Dake. He's one in seven. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think it's a good thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be a uh, man. I, I'm, I'm, I wish we could just get them to wrestle right now. Don't you? <laughs> Yes. yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. I don't think it's going to happen, but that would be tremendous. All right. Well, speaking of Jordan Burroughs, we we ne- we have not fit. We've talked about um, that match extensively, and we've talked about a few others on the card, but we have not made picks. So we need to put our money where our mouth is and make picks uh, for Saturday night. Okay, because I got eleven percent left. Okay, I was gonna. Still, I was gonna. Charger yet. <laughs> I was going to ask for an update. Uh, so we'll, we'll kind of go through this uh, kind of quickly so you can at least get your picks in. All right. So we'll go in match order. First match tonight, Kevin Gatson, Colin Moore. Moore is 2 0 against Gatson, but um, the, their first match was like one point match with like 10 seconds left. And, and Colin kind of pulled away a little bit. Senior Nationals with a few turns on top. Uh, you see it going any differently, Ben? Um,. Colin Moore looked outstanding at Senior Nationals. I don't think it's, uh, yeah, I don't think it's going to be a difference. Yeah, I, I lean the same way. Cause, and it was crazy because Kyvin looked awesome heading into that finals matchup. Um, but I'll go yeah. with Colin Moore here. I'm going Colin Moore yeah. as well. He, and I re- he, yeah, go, go ahead, Ben. Sorry, I was just saying, yeah, he, just, he was so impressive in December. Or not December. 
<laughs> what damn month are we in October? <laughs> oh, all right, so we're we're all on call more there. Uh, match two at sixty two kilograms. Uh, Kayla Miracle, uh, Ana Godinez. The, uh, the, both these uh, ladies were top ten at Worlds last year. Miracle finished eighth. Godinez tenth. What you got, Ben? Uh, I got Kayla Miracle. I think she's one of the up and coming stars for the American team. Uh, I'm picking her. Yeah, I do too. Um, she's continues. I mean, she's been cadet world medalist, junior world medalist. Uh, she's been on senior teams a bunch. Uh, she just keeps on getting better and better. And I'm gonna go with Kayla here as well. Yeah, yeah. She also finalist at U23s. I mean, yes. she's good, yeah, yep, good call. Yeah, she's won at every level. Uh, won medals at every level except for seniors. Um, I think I think in two years this might be a different match. I think Godinez is is really young as well, and she's an up and comer. She's got a, a junior world bronze. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think right now, I think Kayla is is ahead of her. Um, you know, and, and Godinez may never catch up. I, I just If she is going to catch up, it's going to take a little bit of time, I think. And I think Kayla gets it done here. Match three at 160 pounds. You have uh, current Ohio State wrestler Seamus Hasso taking on um, one of Jordan Burrow's training partners and also uh, Nebraska. I think he's the volunteer, technically, assistant coach, uh, Tyler Berger. This one should be really interesting, Ben. Yeah, this is this is exciting. Um, I went back and forth on this. Uh, I think Berger's got the size advantage. Uh, he's, he has competed a couple times up at 74 kilograms. Um, you know, Sammy wrestled 149 last year. Um, I'm going to go ahead and pick Tyler Berger. Okay. I, I, I think Sammy was big. He could have gone 57 last year. I think he, he was big enough. Um, so I don't think it would play a huge part in it. Uh, I'm going to go with Sammy Sasso. Really? How do, you, how, do you see, how do you see him getting it done? I don't know, man. He's he's just one of those guys that he finds a way to win a lot of times. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I'm not going to have some nomad type premonition here where I break down the match. <laughs> um, Come I on, just, do it. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I don't have those powers. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Sammy Sasso. I I like Burger. I feel I think he's, you know, it's obvious he's he's fo- focused so much on freestyle development in the last couple of years and um for the last year really his his takedown to turn transitions are good uh i think the other thing that's interesting is like burger was telling us on the bader show that like he he was colin purrington's number one coach this year and so he's spent a lot of time already breaking down sasso film and game planning and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff for another guy and it's like he's like i already had done that work now i just get to kind of import it into my match so i i kind of like that um I think it's going to be a really good match, really competitive match, but I, I think Berger's going to, going to get it done. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Uh, match four, Allie Reagan, Lauren Louise. These two hit a final X a few years ago. You see it going any differently, Ben? Um, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to go Allie Reagan. She's been tremendous, uh, really consistent for America, so I'm picking her. Yeah, I am too. It's, it's, it's kind of interesting. They both used to train together at Hawkeye Wrestling Club, and then Reagan got pinned by Soji Moto, Moto Pettis. And then Louise pinned Moda Pettis in the senior national finals. I believe she was losing though when she did. Um, but I'm still going Reagan here, Tech Fall. Yeah. Tech Fall. Uh, tech wow. Fall. With authority. With authority. Uh, yeah, it is interesting, right? Uh, Allie got pinned in the head in a headlock. Right. Louise pinned XMP in, in a, a headlock. headlock. Yeah. So, you know, headlock 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 time. But yeah, I think headlock I think- shep talk time. 
could be he- <laughs> could be headlocked that time. <laughs> what uh, if we brought? Uh, we had no no fans except for Alan Robin 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 Figger. Robin Figger. Yeah. Tremendous no, idea. No fans for one. I think I think we should. And do he that. just he just picks one person to cheer for in the match, and then just heckles the other person. It'll be hilarious. Yeah. Yes. Um, oh my god. Maybe Great idea. Team, maybe it. we get maybe we actually get a, a heckler a heckler for each team. I don't. Robin's got the huge advantage, but who's like, the heckler for the other team? Well, well, I don't know. We'll do some research. We'll okay. Figure it out. But just listen. Don't tell CP. <clears throat> The plane ticket. The plane ticket's on me. So just okay. listen. Contact Robin Ficker. I'll I'll wire you some money for the plane ticket. <laughs> Don't tell CP. He'll never know. And then Robin Ficker will just be there causing hell. Be Unfortunately, he is uh he is in the Facebook chat right now, so he likely heard this. Christian. Yeah. Don't tell him. Whatever <laughs> okay. you do. Facebook, do not tell Christian. Uh, the biggest Greco-Roman match of the year: Jangelo Hancock, Alan Vera, number one. At 97 kilos, taking on number one, 87 kilos at 103 kilos. Ben. So I, I was very confused. I was listening yesterday. I think it's right when I had to log off to go catch my plane. Is the size really that different? I don't think it, I don't think pounds. it is. I don't think it's like Vera is big. I mean, so it's not, so. But what are them wrestles? What are their weight classes? Tell me what their weight classes are. 87 kilos and 97 87. kilos. Oh, that's that's one weight class apart. You guys are making too big of a deal. But of it, they're sure. but they're weighing in at 103 kilos. That's a 16 kilo difference between Vera's 87 kilos. I mean, I think Vera's going to be pretty dang close to 103 in? kilos. Why are they weighing in at 103 kilos? I don't know. That's what they what agreed upon. What weight class is that? I, it's just okay. what weight the uh, catch weight they agreed upon. <clears throat> all right, I, that I was seems not in like, negotiation uh, process. Yeah, that seems like too much, uh, too much weight for me. I'm going Giangelo Hancock. So now weight is a factor. It could be. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> a lot of weight. Who do you think? Who do you think, Cracky? I'm gonna go Hancock, but I, I think this is going to be a very close match. Yeah, I think Vera is. I mean, he is. He is. Uh kind of a you know pure Greco guy, right? Grew up in Greco and Cuba. He's mm-hmm. been d- doing it his whole life. Um, Hancock. He's been 100% committed to Greco since maybe his junior year in high school or something like that. Uh, but that's that's different. I, I think if they were at the same size, I might go Vera. But man, Hancock, it's just how do you? I don't know. Vera will have no wouldn't have no problem lifting the weight, but like the weight and the power advantage for for Hancock, I think um, I think he gets the win. He's so confident too. He's like he says 10 tech, but uh, or 8 tech whatever in Greco. But um, I don't know if I see it like quite like that. But I <clears> yeah, think, I don't uh, either. I think Angelo gets the win. Uh, our second to last match tonight, Anthony Echemendia taking on Evan Henderson. This we one, gotta hurry. 67 kilos. Okay. Got, go, go quick. I ben. 5%. <clears throat> uh, well, I kind of want to pick Echemendia. Uh, I'm going to go Henderson. He looked really good at the U S open. Um, he generally beats everyone, but the very best senior level guys. And so I think he gets a win over Anthony Echemendia. I'm going with Echemendia. I am too. I, I'm going with Etchmendia oh! as well. I'm, I'm riding the <laughs> hype train. Whole, you guys are front runners. I'm riding the so, hype so train. So much hype. But both, I mean, both both these guys have Tex over Saunders. Um, they're, you know, I think they're really similar. I think it'll be, I think it'll be an awesome match. And the thing is, Etchmendia, he's like, if mm. if he well, we see him win when he texts people. We haven't seen a match go long, and and people ask questions about the gas tank. Um, I think if if 
Henderson can slow it down a little bit in the first period, then all of a sudden momentum is going to start to swing in his favor. Uh, and, and he doesn't always have like, you know, the best, best gas tank, but sometimes he does, right? He, he, he'll come from behind and have crazy scores late. So yeah, it, it's going to be a good match. I, I could definitely see Henderson winning, but I, I don't know. I just feel like Echimendia is going to, you know, going to open a lot of people's eyes. Same. All right. Last match tonight. We'll go quick so Ben can get this in. Jordan Burroughs, Zahid Valencia, 185 pounds. I'll go quickly. Jordan Burroughs, 8-5. Whoa. I'm going to go Nomad-esque. I'm going to say... Yes. I'm going to say Valencia gets early, quick, low double on Burroughs. Burroughs underestimates the speed. He then gets a push out to follow it up to go up 3-0. Then they kind of lock into a rhythm. Neither one is able to get a score on. Um, and in the last 90 seconds of the match, Jordan Burroughs scores two takedowns to win the match 4-3. to three. Okay, I like it. Yeah, I, I don't know how, but I see I see Burroughs getting the win. Uh, I think my, I don't know, my heart rate uh, spikes generally when Burroughs is on the mat, <laughs> so he probably will be losing at some point, and it'll probably be late, and then he'll get the win, and we won't understand how uh, until afterwards. But, um, yeah, I think, I think Burroughs... <clears throat> I think Burroughs over Valencia. Uh, Chris, Christian put his picks in the Facebook chat, so I'll go ahead and read those off. He has JB by one, Echimindia by four, uh, Colin Moore by three. Jeez, I'm, I'm on Henderson Island. Yeah. Uh, Miracle by Tech, Reagan by Tech, and Vera by Criteria. Him and JD have 50 push-ups on that match. Wow. They have it on something 50. else, too. I can't remember what. They did two push-up bets yesterday, and uh, both of them were about, for 50. Like, what was it, Chittam and Saunders or something like that? Oh, or yeah. Or Saunders and, no, Demas or somebody? I don't know. I don't know. I don't Whatever. Know. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Christian also said that uh, there there was one D1 coach, not ASU, so not Zeke Jones, texted me that he is picking Zahid to beat JB. I have I a feeling. I, 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 I have a feeling I know who it is, <laughs> too. I was in the group chat. <laughs> oh, you were in the group chat? Uh, I didn't know that, but uh, I, uh, <laughs> I I think I know who it is. We won't out them, but uh, that that just shows the level of uh, how good Zahid is. Um, <laughs> Christian also just put in the chat that Jordan Burroughs would have made Hancock make 173 pounds. Dirty. Jordan Burroughs. It's low blow Jordan Burroughs. Uh, speaking of the card, uh, David Bray, you were over at the hotel yesterday, and uh, some of the guys and gals are here, right? What, what did you see yesterday? What did you observe? Yeah, wow. people were just yeah, people were just getting into town. Um, nobody was was rolling last night, but uh, yeah, I saw Vera. He does not look like he has put on fifteen kilos. He he. So I think um, you know that the size will matter there. Uh, but you know he's he's man, that guy is so he's so he's a tank. He's just not quite the same size tank as. Uh, as Hancock. Um, I saw Kyvin talked to him a little bit. He, he's, I think really confident. Uh, he's, he's pretty pragmatic about, you know, about himself and his approach to the match. And he's like, knows what he needs to do and what he needs to get done. And he's looking for an opportunity to prove that. Um, I think that one of the big takeaways talking with Ali and Kayla was just what, you know, what energy it feels like there is around that, that Sunkiss program in Arizona state with the new coaching staff and, uh, you know, with Molinero and, and, uh, Perry. And I think they feel like they have not just them, but like the whole senior level kind of women there in the program feel like they have like a really great situation where 
that Mark Perry element is consistent from what they had to Iowa, but there's also just, you know, a little bit of new life and a new perspective, just having other coaches in their, in their ears and just getting kind of access to more hey. high level instruction. So, um, yeah, I I'm mean, I'm going to check the door. They told me, they told me it was here. So unless they got it the wrong room, all right, uh, go. I'm going to stay on. Go. Cool. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. So I, I mean, I think that is, uh, I, that was really interesting to me. Just hearing, hearing from Allie and Kayla about their transition down to Arizona state. It's that's partly what makes me think that, you know, these recruits that are committing are seeing things they like. They're hearing voices and perspectives that they like, man, jackpot. What Heck service? Yeah. Look, yeah. look at the tremendous service. Hurry up and get it plugged in before you die. What what percent are you at? Three. Three. Yeah. I, I also just want to let you know, I know you were worried about having low energy here because you're, you're really jet lagged. You've been great. Uh, man, I'm, I'm feeling it. My brain, I got a brain fog. <laughs> I don't know if you guys, how long, how many times you guys gone overseas? Um, but there's like, Something about being jet lag tired that is like it's different than any other kind of tired. It like makes your brain hurt. I don't know what it is. It's really weird. Yeah, I've actually not been overseas. Bray, you have right? Yeah, over a few times. And yeah, jet lag is yeah, it's weird. And it, I like it. It's it weird, com- man. It, com- it comes in a wave too. Like you'll be like, oh, I'm good, yes. I'm good, and then all of a sudden it's like just washes over you. It's crazy. Boom. Yes, and it makes it's like yeah, so weird. Um, okay, I get to stay on the whole show. Tremendous. What else we got to talk about? Heck yeah. Uh, I don't think I had anything else in the doc. If you want to, uh, we have some good questions if you want to get to those. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. What about, what about your alien hour, Bracky? Oh, yeah, yeah. Good call. Seriously, good call. Thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, so Ben, Ben alerted me to this. Uh, one of your AWA parents, I think, told you to, to relay the message uh, about Gravity James Hill. James Moody. P- James Moody, thank you, James. This is it, it's really it doesn't have as like deep of a story as some of the other ones, but it's it's kind of creepy and uh, something I want to go check out uh, someday. So it's called Gravity Hill in Pennsylvania, which I learned that there are uh, actually three of them that this will this strange occurrence will happen on. Uh, there's one in Bedford, Bedford County, Pennsylvania, uh, I believe Lewistown and uh, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh area. Mm. Um. But we I, need to we need to hit up Keith Gavin. If Keith but, Gavin seems like an alien guy, I bet he's been to Gravity Hill. Yeah, if that. he's doing uh, what did he do that like massage thing that you were telling oh, us about? Reiki, Reiki, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keith Gavin's awesome, by the way. He's he's. <laughs> they didn't touch him. He paid, <laughs> he paid eighty bucks, and they didn't even touch him. <laughs> Can you believe it? What a dummy! <laughs> oh man. <laughs> he did it for the experience. It's just one of those things to say you did it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, 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 there are multiple Gravity Hills, not just Gravity Hill. But um, And I really didn't understand how it worked until you know reading the article and watching some videos. But you essentially, you go to the bottom of the hill and at, actually at the Bedford... At the Bedford Hill, uh, or the one in Bedford County, they actually have it marked on the road, like start here. Um, so you go to that point, and so you are facing down the hill, and you put your car in neutral, and it will begin to go uphill. And so I, weird. I mean, I read like six, seven different articles, watched a few videos, 
there's really no good explanation for this. Um, and I'm not smart enough to figure it out. A lot of people suggest that, or not a lot of people, one of the theories is that it is Ghost pushing the car, <laughs> which is pretty... What? Uh, yes, yeah, Ghost pushing the car. And one one apparently is near a railroad crossing and supposedly... Um, this, this is terrible. I don't, I don't know if it's true, but supposedly a school bus was hit by a train... And uh, some children passed away, and it is the children pushing the what? car. That's got to be a lot of kids, because <laughs> cars are pretty heavy. Well, they're ghosts. So. Ghost strength. They got yeah, ghost, ghost strength. strength. It's like dad strength, except uh, uh, even more. So hold on. What you're telling me is never heard of it. These ghosts. Uh, these ghosts. They like they they want to train like Kyle Snyder and strap themselves to a car and just get a workout in. Or what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's something. Um, so Mc- McKinney Road in Allison Park, Ben, is the one in Pittsburgh, not far from Pittsburgh, it says. Uh, but there, there's videos of this you can find on YouTube, and you see the cars going backwards. The one they even they even roll a ball, and it starts to go down the hill, and then it just like slowly comes back up. It's a soccer ball. I so want to try this. I don't believe this. <laughs> we just need to I go. Like it. this needs to be one of our alien hour, mini Listen, alien hour field trips that we make. So we either need to go, or we need to we need to like pay some. Uh, you know, we'll give you like three flow T shirts if you listen <laughs> to this podcast right now, and you go to Gravity Hill and you film this happening, and then send it back in, and then we can have it on the show next week. What do you think about that, Bracky? So there's gonna be someone that listens from Pennsylvania. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Uh, th- this is the hotbed. Of wrestling country mm-hmm. in the United States, so yeah, we we need. I I love that idea. I think actually, um, someone has sent me a video of this after we kind of mentioned it before. So maybe I'll have that for two. I'll check my DMs for that and have it ready for Tuesday. Um, I I I do. I he said he lives beef. right by Gravity Hill. <clears throat> really? Oh, what's your beef? I have a beef with yeah, Gravity it's Hill. A- it's the branding is horrible. What's that? Every- <laughs> Every hill is Gravity Hill. You put something at the top, gravity pulls it to the bottom. It should be anti-gravity hill. It okay, should... we'll start calling it anti-gravity Ooh. hill. You that, you're mean, right. You're right. That, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. All right, Keith, Keith might be our – he might be our – If the, Keith on the does – if uh, Coach Gavin does this, that, that would be incredible. <laughs> <laughs> um, <sighs> someone in the Facebook comment said that's where tow truck drivers go after they die. <laughs> Gene Antoine. Wow. Antoine, remember guys. <laughs> uh, Matt Matt Daney says have video of car going uphill without anyone in the car. Ooh, that's yeah. pretty creepy. Yeah, that, yeah, that's we need to see that. He, he has the video himself. Yeah, we need this video, Matt. That's creepy, Matt. So th- right. it, it, uh, there's there's no good explanation for. That. I'm telling you, there's no. I read a bunch of articles and I don't know. None of them really even try to explain it. Um, except the ghost theory, which is, uh, I mean, it's got to be. Keith, be Keith, said, Keith said he's sending his wife. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that will work. Bracky, do you feel like these That'll are pretty, pretty nice ghosts? They seem nice enough. Yeah, yeah. They're just like, we want to get you. Maybe the, oh, maybe the railroad tracks are at the bottom of the hill, and they're trying to get them away from uh, the railroad tracks. There we go. That could be. They're like, that's dangerous right. down there. Don't go down there. Yeah. 
Do they always push you at the same speed? Is this just a no, slow, steady push, or you ever go faster? Well, the one video I watched, like it started off slow, and then the guy's like, "Oh, we we're kind of picking up speed here. Like it's going, it's going a little fast." Um, so I don't know. It appears to be about the same speed, but maybe maybe they got in a little, got in a little jog there, working pace. You would think if those ghosts were training hard enough, they would start to get faster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you would think so. Uh, yeah, so that's oh, Alien man. Hour. This is more of a challenge, I guess, to people, to our, our Pennsylvania listeners and to Keith Gavin's wife to um, produce some video on this. Uh, we don't, we don't, yeah. we don't want, we don't want to take YouTubers' words for it. We trust our FRL listeners, and we want to see, we want to see what they come up with. Bonus points if you're not in the car at all. <laughs> just yeah, just let's hit the Which, car there. And, and I want to see the ball. I want to see the ball again. <clears throat> the ball going up the hill. Okay, yeah. someone do the ball. Um, yeah. That'd be cool. Uh, what What's interesting is in every article I read too, they were like, "Please be careful doing this because these are not closed roads, and like, <laughs> so you're going backwards." But then there could be somebody like actually driving on that road. <laughs> like the one in yeah. Bedford County is kind of like uh, out in the middle of nowhere, and it was like, "But there are families that like live out on this road, so like, just please stay out of their way." <laughs> uh, oh my gosh! Okay, so we can, we can get to questions. Questions from friends now. Uh, CJ Kemp, uh, frequent FRL questioner. He asks, Eric Hinckley and I are both vets. Can we get a vet versus vet match on a flow card? Uh, I think this is really simple. CJ, send us a good enough <clears throat> promo of you and Eric on video, and we'll play it, and if it entertains us enough, we'll put you on there. Yeah, I know. Um, I don't know if he means like veterans division or actually veterans, because I know Hinckley did serve. Um, oh, from, from I, watching his I thought videos, you meant old, older people. No, I, yeah, I think that's probably what he means. But it'd be even better if it was a veterans veterans match. Mm, yeah, yeah, there you go. I mean, I think mm-hmm. here's the th- here's the problem, CJ. Eric Hinkley at his finest is when he is flapping his arms, getting picked up in the air in a single leg by Colin Moore. Like we don't we, we don't <laughs> want, we don't watch Hinkley. To, <laughs> You know what I Why mean? Why you do my man like that? I, I want to see the man win a match. I, I want to see the man wrestle the best in the world. That's what makes Eric Hinkley special. He is he is he's laying it on the line against Colin Moore. And so what if it doesn't go his way? He's you know he's he's doing his very best. I, that's why I like Eric Hinkley. <laughs> Same. Uh, he's a man. That was mean though. Um. <laughs> I, I don't know what's mean about it. <laughs> Thank you for your service, Eric. Happy belated Veterans Day. And possibly you too, CJ Camp. I'm sorry. I just don't know if you served. Uh, the real Avery Lynch. Will there be barriers at this event? Why or why not? Uh, there will not be there. barriers at this event. <laughs> and it's simple because Kyle. they don't. Uh, the people Kyle. putting on this event Kyle. don't have the same vision as we do. Kyle. Why not? You're because putting on this event. I, but I'm not, I'm not the one okay, pulling Listen, this. listen, listen. Here's the deal. <laughs> Don't tell Piles I'll wire you some more money and you can put up barriers. I'll send you Bitcoin. If you don't like the wire, I'll send you Bitcoin. All right. I, listen, if it was up to me, we would have we would have drywall everywhere. Pay a construction crew to come outline the mats in like those plastic barriers. Yeah. I, I don't know how much a hotel would love this, but uh, you know what? Go ahead. Go ahead and roll that clip, Tyler. Well, this is a, this oh, is the yeah. Hydley. Oh, 
Oh. <laughs> oh man. That's, oh wow. That was great. That was great. It, I know. Man, that was a fun match. Okay. Uh, uh Runger at Runger three. What does a match between Yanni and Etchemendia look like? Winner, score, and will Etchemendia be able to wrestle in the Olympic trials for the USA? Uh, I don't believe he will be able to yet. I think he needs can't same kind of problem that Alan Vera has. He needs a U.S. passport. Mm-hmm. Um, so not yet. Hopefully 2024. Uh, what does a match between Yanni look like? I think we'll get a better idea of that this weekend. Yeah. 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 I mean... Total clash of styles, right? I mean, Echemedia is like power, you know, probably one of the most powerful guys at 65 kilos, and and Yanni one of the one of the craftiest. So I that's that's such an interesting clash of styles. I I don't know how that goes. Ben. Um. Yeah, I feel like I haven't seen enough Echemedia to make a good decision. I mean, obviously beat up on Josh Saunders, but. What senior level guys have we seen him wrestle, or or even high level junior, you know, U twenties? And I don't think I've seen any of them. Yeah, he wrestled Voinovich in the Fargo did, finals. Hey, did he ever go to U twenty Worlds or something? Like, do we have video of that? No. Mm-mm. He nope. never went because he said he was like a, a bunch of time national champion in Cuba, right? Yeah, but as we know, with Alan Vera, they don't know always send. Same guys, even though they make a team. Yeah, people, you know, tell, there are all these like kind of legend stories of Etchemendia like beating, you know, YBR in Cuba and like, you know, knocking off these tough guys, but not not getting the nod to represent the team. Um, so I don't know. I, you know, the thing the the thing about Etchemendia is like he is he 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 has wrestled senior level guys. I mean, that's how they train in Cuba. They I don't think they. I think they're all in the same room, you know, training together. So I don't think it'll be unfamiliar to him to wrestle guys that are at that level. But yeah, the question of how he performs in a match, I think is, is different, but I don't think he's going to have, you know, an adjustment period to the physicality or to, um, yeah. the senior level, the way a lot of guys do. I think he'll be, he'll be senior level ready pretty much right away. Man, I, I haven't seen, uh, I haven't seen YBR wrestle in forever. I miss him. Can we get him on an event? <laughs> that would be awesome. Oh, that'd be so good. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously, um, get him in the 150-pound tournament. He'll do it. Wait, don't don't think we haven't talked about it. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Uh, I don't yeah, I don't know what the travel restrictions are right now, but uh it would be awesome. Um Tony Feliciano. Tony Tone 414. I'm uh, not sure if discuss. I think he's from Milwaukee. I think I know this guy. Okay, not sure if discuss. Will blue chip or high level recruits skip college until COVID situation is over? Train hard and compete at senior level to save eligibility. If no more waivers are given for athletes, coaches won't have to force out senior athletes for scholarship money. Um, well, it's it's really funny because um, a whole bunch of guys did go ahead and like <clears throat> I don't know if you call it gray shirt Kyle, but they did didn't enroll starting in September. And now you're seeing some of those guys going ahead and they're going to enroll in second semester because this year is not going to count against their eligibility. Uh, so I thought that was really unique how that happened. Yeah, we should have brought that up. Uh, Braxton Amos was one of them. Um, Joey Zargo too, right? 
They were both yeah. in the same. Yeah. They're, mm-hmm. they're last year's class, um, but or class of 2020, but didn't enroll yeah. and sign because of everything that was happening because they didn't want to lose a year of eligibility. But now that they have the uh, safety blanket of the this year doesn't count, they went ahead and signed yesterday. Um, so, yeah, they'll, they'll be – we could see – theoretically, we could see Braxton right away. Um, yeah. So I, I don't I don't think we'll see this. I get your point, Tony. Um, but I, I don't think uh, I don't think we'll see this because I mean the only thing the only I, I have thought of <clears throat> Kyle is like, and Max and I haven't pulled the trigger on this, but creating some type of gray shirt program, and mm-hmm. this would be like the ideal year for it because yeah. a lot of the guys who are high school seniors right now they essentially miss like a, a nine month window where they're not getting any recognition from the college coaches because they're really not able to do anything. Um, and so this would be the perfect year to create some type of gray shirt where those guys who then graduate in May or June, they could stick around and train for another year and compete in the summer stuff and then probably some open tournaments or something and then look for a college the following year. I, I think that the, the we'll see like kind of different versions of the gray shirt. I think – you know, the, the Ivy League schools are in a position where they got to get their kids in and out in four years. So maybe they, you know, p- postpone that a year. Maybe more kids do that at the Ivy Leagues than maybe they would have in the past. Um, one thing I think that we'll probably see for the next few years as a, as a fallout from this extra year of eligibility that could help some schools with the financial aid piece is a lot of guys like not enrolling for a fall semester and only enrolling for uh, for the spring semester, it could be a way to mm. kind of spread out that scholarship dollars and um, and balance those those books a little bit. So I I don't know. I think we'll see that kind of creativity maybe a little bit more than we'll see just you know straight skipping a year. Um, but I think with, there will be some of that. But I yeah, you're gonna see guys start to get really creative about when they're in class or when they're in in school when they're not. And of course, they have to figure out the you know the the clock stuff Mm -hmm. the you know the six-year clock and all that but um yeah it's gonna get interesting agreed uh weathers field wrestling is usa wrestling planning on having the schultz and Farrell attorneys for olympic trials qualification they aren't listed on their site uh i don't think so i think the i mean what was the only thing left to go before olympic trials before everything shut down was just last chance qualifier right Mm -hmm. ncaa's because the champion qualifies and then yeah. the last chance. So I, I don't know. I think the only thing that they would probably have would be last chance at some point. Yeah. I I'm curious about Pan Ams. In the past, if you won a Pan Am Championships, um, or if you qualified the weight for the U.S. for the Olympics, then you are automatically in for the Olympic trials. And obviously, the Pan Am Olympic Games qualifier already happened. But they could have a 2021 Pan Am Championships, and I don't know if that event would be grandfathered in. I know, um, you know, uh, uh, Ashnall, Anthony Ashnall, took advantage of that Pan Am Championships. He went, wrestled at 70 kilos, and and won it, and that was a, a really mm-hmm. smart way for him to qualify himself. He ha- doesn't have to now wrestle in the last chance qualifier. So that is one event that I haven't heard any kind of policy on um or even when that event will be scheduled but i do wonder if it if that would be another kind of backdoor for some guys to, to try to get on the get on the olympic trials uh bracket yep good call uh 
Hey, can I, I, I like this one by uh, yeah. Go ahead, Richie Rich, Richie Razzo. What's what is Jordan weighing at over under? <clears throat> I'm very curious what you're going to put this at, Bracky. Man, I don't know. Um, so I say over under is 180. What do you pick? Oh, I'm gonna take the over there. Really? Yeah, I would put it at like. 182 maybe okay i'm gonna, I th- I'm gonna I say think, he weighs in like 100, 180 pounds 180 181 i think he's gonna be close to 185 if he wears clothes though you gotta deduct some weight for that yeah <laughs> that's what uh, i was wondering okay i think it was bader said you know he went out and did the shoot with jordan that um he's talking to brian snyder and i think brian told him like don't let Jordan fool you. He's gonna be every bit of one eighty five when when he gets there. That would be interesting, man. I'm telling you, if he's leading at one eighty five, <laughs> that is a tough, tough cut for day of day of one hundred and sixty three pounds. Yeah, I think it is a tough cut. You know, we had a close call at, at final X, and you you heard Dake talk about it, but I don't think it's easy for Dake mm-hmm. either. So he, I mean, I don't think yeah. He's he's not one to talk either. <laughs> um, I would set it just a little bit above 180 because I really think he's gonna. I think he's gonna be over that. What do you think, Bray? I yeah, I can't. I can't. I feel like he's gonna weigh like 179, 180. But if if Snyder's saying he's gonna be every bit at 185, then then I believe him. But I would not be surprised to see him weigh in with tennis shoes and you know sweatpants and what like that. That wouldn't surprise me. Um, yeah, I, I feel like he's gonna be—he's gonna easily be under under that 185 mark by feels like four or five pounds. Uh, he also asked who who he thinks scores first. I, I think Zahid's gonna score first. Yep. He and that's what my intuition says too. Yeah, Jordan, Jordan doesn't panic when giving up. I mean, he does it somewhat frequently, giving up the first points. And Zahid is known for being an early starter and, and getting on you quick. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of think Zahid scores first, but of course we all pick Jordan too. So, uh, Jared Heinrichs, why is Pyle so afraid of smelling salts? I don't know. I don't know. Have you seen us doing smelling Wait, salts? What's that? Give me. I, I kind of saw. What's that all about? I don't know. JD JD has them, <laughs> um, and it you're just not going to not do it. I don't know. He has them right there. You ever Drugs done are bad, Kyle. <laughs> Drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't huff paint. I don't do drugs. <laughs> Maybe that's why Christian doesn't do it. He thinks they're drugs. <laughs> um, <laughs> Joshua Atkinson. Uh, he he also Joshua. He must miss yesterday's show because he reminded me in another question that uh, Brittany lost uh, lost her court case. Her, I heard her, that. Her that's, concern- bull. that's bull. I know it is. I know. We're still like fighting. This. There's another hearing in December. We're going to hopefully get this overturned. But he asks, other than the Big Ten Conference, uh, which do you think is the most stacked? I think the ACC, but I think you could throw a Big 12 in there as a strong contender as well. Well, what do you mean by most stacked? Because obviously, like, the, the current Big 12, don't they have almost 16 teams now? And then the ACC still only has, like, five or six, right? So if we're six. talking uh, just Six, yeah. I mean, you're talking about how good they are within those six people, then then that's another story. Um, you know, the interesting thing now is obviously with the qualification, you your conference gets rewarded 
and whoever should qualify for NCAs will qualify for NCAs for the most part. Um, so I would say the ACC has more high-end guys, but the Big 12 is a little deeper and probably just due to the numbers. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree there with the numbers. They, they have more NCAA qualifier allocations, but they had like 10 more teams, you know? So, um, yes. but I, th- I think you're right. I think the ACC was more top-heavy last year than, than the Big 12. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and the ACC also, I mean, they... <clears throat> You could you could make a case for three or four of those teams, you know, to win it a lot of years um, recently. So, uh, yeah, it's that that makes that makes it really fun, and those lineups are are pretty pretty loaded, um, top to bottom, and in it, yeah, most of the teams there. Yeah, the ACC is doing a great job, and as we saw with National Signing Day yesterday, they're just continuing to get better. Um, also, while we were just talking. Um, Arizona State officially announced Kyle Valencia, so he is signed, not just committed, but signed. Nice. Um, Rashad Barry, what is the training situation like when athletes come to Austin and compete? Do you guys link them up with area coaches slash facilities? Uh, has Flo talked about building something in the future if you don't already have it? I think it'd be awesome if we did. Uh, I don't know. I don't know of any plans to do that, any kind of facility or anything built, but um, Bray kind of talked about a little bit. We have a mat at the hotel that those guys have access to pretty much any time. Mm-hmm. And then um, I know when they get in town, like a number of the who's number one guys got in town early. Mike has a place uh, not too far from here that a lot of guys were, were going and training at. But the hotel has fitness room, really good sauna. The mat's there for them to work out at all times. And they stay in that hotel so they can literally just come downstairs to it. Yeah. Yeah, the mat. Yeah, it's like one big ballroom with a wall in the middle, and on one side is is the practice mat, on the other side is the competition mat. And so, you know, that practice mat, they just sign up for time, so they make sure it's not too crowded, and then they can get there whenever. But yeah, that sauna, that sauna is pretty nice. I, you know, oh, best yeah. sauna ever. <laughs> there are, how, I mean, yeah, there a lot of times, like all the guys on the on the wrestling team, be like, hey, I'm going to the going to the Omni, and you have to like clarify, are you going there to like you know, get interviews and like workout footage, or are you just going to use the sauna? Uh, <laughs> most of us, I think, have uh, done both. Like, yeah, no, I'm just going to the sauna. That's it. It's great. It's so fantastic. All right, we'll do two more here. Um, Dan at Dank underscore 922. My coworker is a big hockey fan, and I keep trying to get him into wrestling. He says he doesn't have the oh, same God. intensity as hockey. Is there a clip that I could show him to change his mind? Something to ease his transition. Something with board. Yeah, I think we got something here for I, you, Dan. Uh, no. <laughs> and, oh, oh here we go. He's going again. <laughs> I like how Dan built the built the story to get us to show that. that Dan, was, that was uh, fan, that was beautifully done, Dan. I uh, think too. I mean, Dan. Yes, well done. Dan, Dan's friend. Um, Oh, you know, he might not realize too that that in hockey that the athletes don't have access to to the announcers, but you know, in wrestling, occasionally that's true. In wrestling, sometimes they do go into the announcers' table. So here, his friend might like that. Yeah, his friend might like that clip as well, <clears throat> Tyler. Um, possibly, maybe. Man, okay, we we don't have that one. Um, last I one. I think like if you're ever having a bad day, you should just have that saved on your phone and like. <laughs> It's like you know, if you're sad about something, flip flip that thing on, and then you're just gonna you're just gonna be happy. Like that thing makes me smile every single time, without <laughs> doubt. Tom Bradley, 
Yusuf Amita, thank you for your service. You guys are making my day multiple times. Thank you. Thank you guys for hating each other and trying to injure each other. Um, I, I want to... I want, <laughs> I want to... Oh, yeah. Here's, oh, a, yeah. here's the other clip. Sound on. Straight on double. Come on. <laughs> All right. Here we go. You guys still here? <laughs> I really think I'm going to try to <laughs> Ben dying laughing is hilarious I, I want to mess with the FRL intro and try to get those two uh, things yes. into it I'm going to I yes. might take some time just abandon the content that I'm supposed to be doing and uh, work on that because that yeah, seems like serious. it takes precedent right now <laughs> um, yeah you guys need to have a rule where like employees at Flow get 20% to do their own time whatever they want and that should be whatever you want. Agreed, agreed. Especially when I'm gonna be come uh -huh. up with something as creative as that. Um, yeah. RJW, last question at Rush sixty six CRP. Is it possible that at Ben Askren is partially right about JB at eighty six kilograms from the standpoint if JB knocked off Valencia and GT but then lost at Trials of Dick, could he petition a special wrestle off eighty six kilograms? I, I do not think he can do that. I don't know what that question is about. I am right, but I don't know what that question is about. He's, saying, he's saying, can he go? He So he's saying, all right, I'm going to test waters at 86, okay? I wrestle Valencia, and then I somehow get this match against DT. But I'm still not sure, so I just play it safe and go 74 at trials. And he, But then he loses to Dake. Can he then request a special wrestle yeah. off at 86? No. He cannot do that. He um. He has to, you have to be like injured. Like there's like a certain criteria you have to meet to get that special wrestle off. Um, as we yeah. learned with Kyle Dake and Alex Deringer. That that whole uh, yeah. doctor's note fiasco we had a few years ago. That led to mm -hmm. Final X Round Rock, uh, which was awesome. Yes. All right. Ben, thank you for staying up. What time I'm is so it there tired. right now in Singapore? Well, it's, I don't know. <laughs> you don't know, it's like 11 midnight. or something there. Midnight. Oh it's my gosh, midnight. It's midnight. Ben is in the future. And we got some fantastic wrestling. So fantastic much good wrestling, wrestling. starting tomorrow. Uh, UWW Juniors and uh, U23. Sorry, lost my train of thought there. In Omaha, <laughs> women's in Greco tomorrow. Freestyle Saturday, Sunday. Valencia, Burroughs, Cards Saturday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. You don't want to miss it. We'll be back Tuesday to recap all the action. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you then.